0: Hey guys, welcome to episode 10 of the Where Do I Begin podcast? I am your host Lola. If you're new here, hope you've all had a chance to listen to episode 9 and caught up on any missed episodes as well. Uh apologies, my sincere apologies. It's taken a long while for me to get this final episode out to you, but life has been happening. Good things that have been keeping me very busy. Uh, but we're we're here now. So um This is episode 10, it will be the final episode for season 1. Season 2 will be dropping sometime next year, so do make sure that you are following the Instagram page uh, for notifications on that. For today's episode, we are, or should I say I am, going to be talking to you guys about a few investing tips um, that should hopefully help you to continue or start, if you're new, on your investing journey. Um, The previous episode, I was talking about investing myths. Um, So I feel like giving you guys some tips um, would be the best way to round up season one and also to round up the year. Um, But before we go any further, you will know the drill. Uh, we do have a little bit to get to, uh, but I do have to read out this disclaimer first. So here we go. All the information presented or spoken about on this podcast is for educational and general information use only. This is not investment or financial advice, therefore any information discussed should not be interpreted as personalised investment advice. Before making an investment decision, please do your own research, verify information for accuracy and speak to a financial advisor. Please beware that liability for any investment decisions made falls entirely on you. Any brands, companies or investment platforms referenced during the duration of the podcast or episodes are for educational purposes. This podcast is not sponsored by any of the brands or companies mentioned. Any information or advice given by guests solely represents the opinion of the guests and is independent of the way Do I Begin podcast. So for today's episode, I am going to be talking about investing tips, as I mentioned earlier. Um, some of these are things that I have learned over the years and through study. Um, and some of it have also been inspired, actually, by an article I saw online. Um, and the information presented, I could tell like they've been tried, they've been tested, and some of them are rooted in facts. Uh, so I do believe that this should be very helpful uh, to everyone listening. So the first tip that I wanted to talk about is to invest in what you know and nothing more. One of the biggest mistakes you can make or anyone can make really is getting involved in investments that are very very complex. Um I think one of the blessings of the pandemic is that a lot of people have become more conscious about their finances and you know preparing for the future and generating wealth and as a result people have um people have showed great interest you know in investing as a means to achieve you know, those financial goals. Um, however, with that also comes, you know, um, lots of information <laughs> that people have to sift through um, and lots of, I guess, people and gurus um, that are pretty much in the in the investment business and it does take a lot of discernment to sort of um, know who you should be listening to, what information you know, you should consider accurate um knowing what assets to invest in. Um obviously we have the traditional assets like the stocks and the bonds and then we have the newer things like you know the cryptos, the NFTs and uh you you may know a few people or you yourself might be involved in you know investing in blockchain, NFTs, cryptos, um, but without necessarily knowing a great deal about it. It's not to say you shouldn't invest in crypto or you should invest in crypto or whatever you choose to invest in. Make sure it's something that you ultimately understand. Um, and the reason why this tip is so important is um, a lot of us have probably only worked in a few industries um, across our career lifespan so far. And those are the industries we potentially, you know, understand. um. And we understand how the markets work, how the companies make their money. Um, and so whenever you're thinking about investing, ideally, companies or industries that you're familiar with um, or that you understand how they work um, are probably your best bet when it comes to, you know, choosing what stocks you want to buy or what industries you want to sort of um, invest in because you have a better understanding of those of those um, companies and as a result you're less likely to be swayed by you know what's going on in the markets or what's going on in social media because you have an actual understanding of this industry this sector this company um, and you you believe in what they're doing and you see the long-term potential growth um, not just because you're familiar with them but because you've seen the numbers you know they've stood the test of time and um you're very familiar um with these companies. Uh one of the godfathers of investments or investing as I like to call it, uh Warren Buffett, um he himself said never to invest in a business you cannot understand. Now that doesn't mean um there are businesses that may be complex or that you don't understand that you shouldn't take a risk and invest in. Um, but if you are going to invest in something that you're not fully um fully familiar with or you don't fully understand um what i'm essentially saying is to just approach it with caution um you know for example if you have a certain amount that you want to that you want to put to invest you know maybe it's i don't know 300 pounds for example you want to invest um maybe invest 200 in areas that you're familiar with and then maybe 100 in um an area that you may not be too familiar with with but you think you know there may be potential for growth maybe after doing some research or speaking to a financial advisor whatever it may be um but do not just run off and sort of um put a great deal of um of your of your money that you've worked hard for in something that is so complex that's beyond you that you don't understand and you know, um, potentially end up um, end up gambling the funds because you've not really done your due diligence and you didn't really understand how, how the market worked or how the industry worked and you lose your money as a result. Um, so that's just something to, to be aware of uh, when it comes to thinking about investing in what you know. Um, ultimately, the big benefit of investing in what you know is that it would help you to sort of um be able to sort of forecast you know um what the potential growth or the success of these companies are because you're very familiar with them as i mentioned earlier um peter lynch also once said that you should never invest in an idea you can't illustrate with a crayon and i know that that sounds so simplistic um but it's so profound um when you think about it, if you can't explain something to somebody um, in a way that they can't understand or an idea to somebody in a way that they, they can understand rather, um, then no, you shouldn't be investing in that. It's like somebody approaching you to come and invest in their business. If they can't explain their idea or their vision in a way that you can understand when you think about it, would you feel, um, would you feel comfortable? Um, invest in that person's idea or vision or in that person's business you wouldn't so the same approach needs to be taken when it comes to investing we shouldn't just say because this is what everybody's saying or this is what some of the gurus are saying or this is what other investors are saying so definitely it's a guaranteed investment um that would yield higher returns um without us personally knowing much about the industry the sector or the stock itself um, so as I mentioned earlier, the main thing or the first tip really is invest in what you know. Now, going into the second tip, um, second tip is to never compromise on business quality, okay? Um, whilst for some people, or whilst it can be easy to say no to things that are complex that you don't understand, um, it can also be very difficult to identify high quality businesses um again warren buffett (laughs) once said that it is far better to buy a wonderful company at a fair price than a fair company at a wonderful price i'm going to say that again just so it sinks in it is far better to buy a wonderful company at a fair price than a fair company at a wonderful price one of the most important financial ratios you ever come across um is the ROI so that's return on invested capital potentially and what that ratio does is it helps you um gauge the quality of a business um and, and helps you decide whether this is a business potentially worth investing in. Companies that usually earn high returns on the capital, so businesses or companies that reinvest you know their returns on the their returns back into the business tend to have um, a higher potential to compound um, their earnings much faster than companies that yield lower returns. Um, as a result, the intrinsic value, the which means the real value of those stocks or those companies, um, rises over time. You know, this is where we talk about potentially growth investing. Um, and, you know, the same time we show you everything you need to know, um, that saying is also true when it comes to investing you know time is the friend of a wonderful business but it's the enemy of a mediocre one the reason why it's the enemy of a mediocre one is because time will expose businesses that have not really been built on a strong foundation you know that have been built off of hype or that don't have great business models or that don't have um, great great business cultures or that are not innovative time will reveal those things whereas for a wonderful business for a business that's thriving that's successful that has um, gone through challenges and stood the test of time time will also reveal that um, so when you're thinking about investing um it's not just about you know just buying the the, the stock at know a a fair price or buying a company at a a fair price it's also about buying a good company at a a fair price so again i think i've mentioned this in previous episodes price should not be the only metric you're using when you're trying to decide whether to invest in a stock or not um and just as a as a a, i guess potential guide or something to think about is whenever you're looking to sort of um invest in high quality companies you know do look at what the what the ratio is um on their ROIs so or their return on investment um and usually anything from 10% and above is a company that's doing pretty good um so that's 10 to 20% um stable returns on your invested capital Um, that will be considered you know really good by the market um, so, yeah, that's something to think about when you're investing, you know, the business quality or the stock quality, um, and to ensure that you never compromise on that. Um, going to my third tip uh, when you buy a stock, plan to hold it forever. And I know that that sounds extremely dramatic, but I don't know if you guys remember in episode one, um, one of the quotes I started with was again. <laughs> from Warren Buffett. This is why I call him the Godfather. Um, not just because it comes up with amazing quotes, but these are things that have been tried and tested, you know, when you look through or research through the portfolios and the holdings it's had over the years. Um, and the quote was, If you aren't thinking about owning a stock for ten years, don't even think about owning it for ten minutes, you know. Um, and it's so true because sometimes I feel like people get lost in the hype of actively you know trading because you're trying to find arbitrage opportunities um but over the long term that can actually hurt your investments more um than if you just hold on to the stock um now that's not to say if you buy i don't know an amazon stock today you need to hold it for 100 years or for as long as you're on earth that's not what we're saying but what we are saying is you know if you invest in what you know and you know that what you've invested in is a high-quality business, then essentially there should be no reason for you to um be constantly, you know, selling and buying the same stock based on market sentiments or investor sentiments or, you know, social media hype or financial news. You know, you, you basically just shouldn't be easily swayed to be constantly trading the stock, you know, every other week or every couple of weeks or every month or whenever there's a bad there's bad news essentially um so you know some investments you know the 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 holding period might be um might be three to five years you know which would be considered a medium-term holding period and longer-term investments could be 10 years and even longer term could be 10 years plus etc etc um but that's a decision that you will have to make um based on the investments that you've chosen potentially fit your investment goals and depending on what you invest them for if you invest them for um, income or growth um, etc to know more about you know value investing growth investing um, income investing um, all those strategies please revisit the previous episodes all the information you need it's there so if there's anything i'm saying in this episode that you're not sure of Again, go listen to the previous episodes um, because this episode, although I'm talking about investing tips, they're also sort of a summary of some of the things I've spoken about um, in previous episodes. Another reason why it's important that when you buy a stock, which you plan to hold it forever or for a longer period um, of time, is that if you invested in a high quality business, um, it will earn high, re- high returns an increase in value over time. So if you invest in a high quality business and you sold it because you know, I don't know, the, the stock price dropped by two percent today, you've potentially lost out um on the increase in value that you can gain on that stock um over a longer time period um because you've you've sold the stock essentially maybe too early. Uh, or you sold it when you should have just kept it and not sold it at all. Um, so those are just, you know, things to, to think about because fundamentally, the fund- fundamentals of an investment or of a stock take years um, to impact a stock price and only a patient investor will ultimately um, be rewarded. It's not just about the short-term profits and loss, it's about what, it, what are your returns returns aggregated over time and um, those are some of the things you need to be thinking about a wise man once said trading activity is the enemy of investment returns constantly buying and selling stocks it's a way at returns in the form of taxes and trading commissions instead you're better off to buy right and sit tight Essentially, buy and hold, that's what that statement is saying. Um, so, yeah, constantly trading is not always a positive thing. Um, and, yeah, when you're constantly buying and selling, their taxes to be paid, their commissions to be paid, their management fees to be paid. Um, so it's just important to bear these things um, in mind. Um, essentially, the stock market is designed to transfer money from the active to the patient. Again, another brilliant quote by Warren Buffett. Now, onto my fourth tip. You guys are really gonna leave this episode with lots and lots of caption ideas and quotes from Warren Buffett, but honestly, he's amazing. Um, hence why I call him one of the godfathers. I would really, really love to interview interview him one day. Who knows? Um, I'm speaking it into existence, um, but yeah, we'll see. Onto the fourth tip, diversification can actually be dangerous. Um, I have spoken on diversification in a previous um, episode as well. Uh, whilst it's good to diversify, the main purpose of diversifying is so you spread your risk aco- um, across all your investments. Um, because if you just put all your money into one specific industry, one specific sector, into just one stock, um, and that industry is doing badly or the company fails, for example... Um, you stand a greater chance of basically making a greater loss. Whereas, let's say if you invested in tech and you invested in real estate, if the real estate market is not doing great, that doesn't affect your tech stocks, you know. Um, the tech stocks essentially will act as a buffer uh, for that short period of time where the real estate industry is not doing as well. And then once the real estate industry picks back up, your portfolio rebalances itself again. Um, so that's why diversification is important but it can also be dangerous because if you di- diversify across so many industries at some point um, the correlation coefficient not to get too technical but basically the correlation between the industries the line starts to blur you know um, some industries can be quite similar um, and so whenever you know an industry is not performing well, it could actually affect um, you know, other stocks or assets that you own within your portfolio because um some of the you probably run into issues where some of the industries that you're investing in um are, are quite similar or um have a greater correlation um to one another. Um the experts potentially would advise that when you are diversifying owning between 20 and 60 stocks across a number of different industries um, is, a, is a pretty decent number to have. Anything more than that, you're essentially entering into dangerous territories. Now, that's not to say everybody should buy 20 to 60 stocks, but if you are investing in things like mutual funds, um, when you check their holdings, you realise that um, sometimes they have like hundreds and hundreds of stocks within one mutual fund. So that's just something to be aware of. Um, if you do decide to invest in mutual funds or indexes, that sort of stuff, like how many stocks are being held within, you know, these funds? Um, and are they overly diversified? You know, a fund that holds 20 stocks or 60 so- stocks, that's a pretty decent size. And like I mentioned earlier, anything... In excess of that, um, yes, you are entering the dangerous zone. Um, and potentially it could mean that a lot of those companies are not as great. They may be average average businesses, um, which will affect you know the rest of the, the higher quality businesses that you may actually be holding in your portfolio. So it's better to have fewer stocks that are high quality, and lots of stocks that are basically average um so yeah that's my fourth tip for you guys so my fifth tip for you guys this actually has to be one of my favorite ones is that most news is noise not news okay um I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with the saying um that I sort of picked up growing up um and it goes like this if you don't read the newspaper or let's just say the news so if you don't read or listen to the news you're you're uninformed. And if you do, you're misinformed. So essentially, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. But when we're talking about investing, when we're talking about financial news, um, the experts suggest that we should be paying attention to the 99-1 rule. So the 99-1 rule essentially says that 99% of the investment actions we should take should be attributed to just 1% of the financial news we consume. Can you see how wild that ratio is? I'm going to repeat that. 99% of the investment actions we take should be attributed to just 1% of the financial news we consume. The reason for this is because most news headlines and conversations that we see on TV or listen to on the radio or on Instagram or any other social media platforms are just there to generate a buzz and essentially trigger our emotions to do something, to take an action. I mean, how many times have you seen a headline and then you actually go to read the story and the story is completely different from the headline? This is why it's so important to pay attention to not 100% of what you see or what you hear, but to the 1% um that is important. And that can be quite tough because, like I said, when it comes to the invest investing world, there are lots and lots of information and you need to be able to navigate through the noise and get to the 1% that will actually be helpful for you. And this is the main reason why you cannot be an emotional investor. You cannot be an investor that has FOMO, which is the fear of missing out. You cannot be an investor that invests based on hype or social media or Reddit experts. Um, you just can't do it. And um, this is why this podcast has been one of my greatest passions, because it's not just about me, um, you know, teaching or helping you guys, you know, start or continue your investment journey. But it's also to talk about the behavioral finance of things, Um, because I feel like sometimes we fail to realize that some of our financial decisions or just decisions in general in life, um, a lot of it is actually tied to our emotions um and our relationship with money and essentially other things as well um so there is a psychology behind all these things um and yes in this context we're talking about money but this could apply you know to other areas of our lives essentially um so yeah we just need to be aware um and be conscious of what we see we read we listen to and what we're actually you know sort of taken in, um, in terms of uh, news, financial news, um, that could potentially steer us in one direction or the other when it comes to making an investment decision. Now, following on from this, when you think about it, assuming, let's say, Coca-Cola missed their quarterly earnings estimate by 4%, right? Does it really matter in the long term? Does it really matter? And Coca-Cola, as we all know, has, has been a company that's been around for ages. Like, ages and ages. So if you think about a business that has been around for ages, they'll have good times, they'll have bad times. Um, You know, even in life, as individuals, as humans, we have good days and bad days. You know? um, And that's why you should not make permanent decisions on temporary situations. The same actually also applies, you know, when it comes to investing because if a company can go through challenging times and come out on the other side and they've been in existence for years that speaks to the quality of that business so as investors you really need to think if this negative news or this temporary doom and gloom that we may hear about a particular stock we're interested in if it truly impacts the long term earnings of a company or if it will impact the long term earnings of a company. If it won't, and if it hasn't in the past, especially if the company has been in existence for ages, then no, we probably shouldn't be doing what the general sentiment would be, which would be the earnings dropped, sell. We should probably be doing the complete opposite. The earnings drop, maybe buy more, you know. So, um, there's that is just something else to basically be aware of because ultimately the stock market is unpredictable, particularly in the short term. Um, go listen to the episode on random walk <laughs> the random walk theory, um, which basically applies to the, to the to the stock market in the short term, and that would basically dive in a bit deeper. Um, when it comes to this particular tip, um, so essentially, we just need to be very selective. Um, with the news that we choose to listen to um as well as act on okay my next tip number six is to know the difference between price and value this is another favorite of mine so for this tip there was actually a quote i heard on um Drake's album the song is called love all uh album clb and the song was featuring jay-z um a lot of us listening to this probably love jay-z And essentially, the quote was something like, um, some of you know the price of everything, but the value of nothing. And um, kudos to Jay-Z, because I was like, oh, that was a bar. But ultimately, this quote actually was coined by Phil Fisher. And the original quote actually states that the stock market is filled with individuals who know the price of everything but the value of nothing. However, stock prices are inherently um, more volatile than the underlying business fundamentals in most cases, which is why I will forever continue to say when making an investment decision, you cannot just focus on the price of the stock. There are other fundamentals of the business that you need to look at that will help you make a more or better well-informed decision when it comes to investing or deciding which stock you want to invest in. Essentially, what this can also mean is that there can be times where the stock price has no correlation with how a company will perform in the long term. So if you're just focused on the price, you are potentially walking into a trap, especially the price in the short term. Um, you can't explain it. It takes a random walk in the short term. Um, and particularly during an economical financial crisis, it can be very tempting to sell. Um, but the best thing you can do is to buy high-quality businesses when the price is low. Not sell them when the, when the price is low because, you know, your returns are now lower. Hold on to them. Buy and hold. Um, and ultimately price is what you pay price is what you pay for a stock and the value is what you get which is why when you think about it everything i've spoken about investing in what you know not compromising on on the quality of the business you know now we're talking about knowing the price knowing the difference between price and value they're all tied into one another um and these are just the tips um to keep in mind and just because stock prices are going up and down the same with how investor emotions or sentiments are going up and down, it doesn't mean that a company's future stream of cash flow has changed, okay? So just because there's negative news in the media, it doesn't mean that you know over the long term how this company is going to perform has completely changed drastically um this is why it's important to know how a business works how they make their money um it's important to to be able to look at you know some numbers and some figures that potentially speaks to you know um the return on the investments you could potentially get when you when you invest in a company um this is also why it's important not to over-diversify. Because whilst diversification can be good, it can also be very dangerous. Um, but yeah, it's just something else to essentially keep in mind. Now, on to the next tip. Low-cost index funds are sensible for most investors. Um, I always say to people, if you're new to investing and you're not sure what to invest in, um, passive investing or investing in index funds are definitely the way to go you know, they they have been proven to historically return about ten percent, you know, annually or eight to ten percent annually. Um, and yeah, there is also a school of thought that potentially says that passive investing actually does way better than active investing. Um again to know the difference between the two, please do listen to previous episodes. Um and you can hurt the performance of your portfolio I'm constantly trying to time the markets, which is something else I've spoken about in the past. Um, you know, taking ex- excessive risks, trading on emotions or, you know, investing in things that you don't know or understand. Um, these things um, potentially could have hurt your investments, which is why sometimes sticking to an index fund or, you know, passive investing um, might be a better strategy for some. You know, I'm not saying active investing is terrible, but if you are going to actively invest, do make sure you're doing your due diligence and, you know, you're getting advice from an actual professional um, before making those decisions. Now, the last and final tip is to only listen to those you know and those you trust when it comes to investing and investment advice. Um. You know, as I mentioned, the pandemic has birthed a lot of financial and investment gurus and, you know, some are actually qualified, some are professional, um, some are genuinely trying to help, some are passionate about doing this. Um, but there are also others who who are using this as, as another way to make money and, you know, prey on people who, who are not as familiar um, with the industry. um. Or who don't have the right education as far as investing is concerned, um. So it's it's really important to be to be guided, um. In where you get your advice from, you know, when it comes to um investment decision, um. And even there are some platforms that you know you you see and they are legitimate platforms, um. And just because they're well known, they're legitimate platforms doesn't mean you should necessarily use them, um. You know as the platforms for you know uh, for your investment because some platforms you know they charge excessive fees um which will potentially eat away at your future returns and you know dividends so this is where also doing your due diligence comes in um because a a platform could be legitimate it could be legal it could be backed by the the right regulatory bodies but it doesn't mean the that's the best platform to use or that's the best platform to necessarily get all your investment advice from. So sometimes look around, shop around, speak to a few people um, and, you know, then then sit down, you know, put the information together, speak to a professional um, and then you'll be able to make a, a better decision um, when it comes to your investment. You know, we may never get the chance to sit with Warren Buffett or any of the other godfathers when it comes to investing. Um, But we are in control of, you know, selecting our own personal investments and managing our portfolios and, you know, choosing who we listen to. Ultimately, the best person or the best people to get your advice from would be, you know, the Warren Buffetts of this world and the Peter Lynch of this world, you know. But if you don't get that opportunity, but yeah, um, ultimately, you know, do make sure that people are not, you know, gurus are not selling you. Um, unrealistic expectations or, or dreams when it comes to investing that could potentially never be, be realised. Um, you know. Um. So, just be safe out there, guys, and um, make sure you do your due diligence, as I always say. Speak to the right people, ideally a professional, um, before making investment decisions. Okay. And to round up, I am going to leave you with one final quote by Warren Buffett. I tried not to, but I have to do it, guys. Are you guys ready? Okay. The quote goes like this. Wall Street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from people who take the subway. Now, there's nothing wrong with the subway. There's nothing wrong with the underground. It's great. It gets into most places. But sometimes when you're thinking about who you're getting advice from, just look a little bit deeper and that is where I'm going to leave it. Okay, so thank you for listening. And with that being said, that brings us to the end of the final episode for Season 1 and the final episode for this year. Thank you so, so much for listening. I hope this was helpful. Do share, follow, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. If you do have any questions about anything said on the pod or future episodes, Feel free to slide in the DMs um, on Instagram at where underscore do underscore I underscore begin pod. Uh, Drop me an email at info dot where do I begin pod at gmail dot com. With that being said, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and um, yeah, I'll see you guys in 2022 um, with more great content and um, hopefully more helpful and thought-provoking conversations. Thank you so much for your support in 2021. It's meant a lot. Um, And now it's time to do a plan for season two. Happy New Year in advance, guys. Take care.